right here, dog. Where my dogs at? We right here, dog. Where my dogs at? We right here, dog. But once I go through, show you shit is real. Uh, and I ain't really never gave a fuck how niggas spin. Rob and I spin. Uh, and cause I want to, cause I have to. And don't make me show you what the matter. Come on, but you don't know by now that you slip. I'm on some bullshit that's got me jacking and flip. Uh, Let my man in it. Stay pretty. But I'm gonna stay shitty. <laughs> Yes, people, it is Friday. So, I with Chin Check. It's the last of the week, people. And as we do every single Friday, we look at a little bit of the MMA news. Now, it's not a huge week, but, um, you know what I mean? We jump in, we do a thing, and then we're gone. So, let's do it, people. Now, yes, at the weekend, it's the Paul, yeah, it's Paul, isn't it? It's Jake, Jake Paul, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the Paul Askerin fight on Triller. And listen, I'm not going to go into it because I'm not paying to watch it. And yeah, it's whatever, right? Now, the one thing I will talk about, though, is, oh, man, at the media day, right? Paul, like, Paul's weird-ass comments. You read which, um, yeah, make no sense. You know, to, uh, to you know, to sh- try and show how passionate he is about boxing. Which, I mean, listen... Just boxing shows that you're in it, right? They're, they're, because, you know, I mean, there's certain sports that you can just try. You know, you can dabble in. You know, bowling. <laughs> you can just go bowl, right? Snooker. You know, there's certain things. Golf, if you can get your hands on some clubs, they're not dangerous. Boxing, like martial arts as a whole, you know, anything with strikes. Now, that's dangerous. You can't fuck around with those sort of things because, you know, it adds up. There is a toll to all of that. Now, there are other things that will put wear and tear on your body, like running, you know, shot put, stuff like that. Fast, uh, fast jerk movement, you know, fast twitch muscle movement, all of that kind of stuff. That's wear and tear on the body, stuff like swimming. Yes, all of that. But there is a, there is something about where you take strikes to the head. So... You don't even have to answer those sort of questions because I think it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's like when people call boxers and other, you know, martial artists like cowards. And it's just like, look, anyone who's prepared to step into that ring, octagon, whatever, can't call them a coward. You know what I mean? You can say that their skill set might not match up with the opponent, right? Not a coward, though. 
So, um, Paul, though, because, you know, he is a troll, essentially, right? Not to take away from anything else, but he is a troll. But his, uh, his response to the question is bizarre, right? It's bizarre, right? He's like, it's a dangerous sport. That's why when people question my dedication to it, I'm showing up every single day. I'm putting my mental health on the line. My brain is on the line. I've gone and gotten brain scans and have early signs of CTE. But I love this sport and I wouldn't trade it for anything else. I'm a fighter and people will see that. Whether it's after Saturday night or a year from now, they will see that I'm a fighter. Now, those comments are, it's a bizarre thing to say. It's a bizarre thing to say, just throw out there, right? And um, he retracted it. So the next day, he puts a tweet out and says, I want to retract my comments made about CTE as it relates to me and my medical history. It's a very serious condition that I should not have misspoken about, which doesn't really answer anything. You know, and listen, there's, there's certain things in combat sport, right? So when the referee, you know, if you've got a swollen eye, you know, or any kind of visible injury and the referee comes in and says to you, can you fight or can you see? You know, especially you say, can you see? And you say, oh, um, not really out of my eye. Fight's off. Everyone knows that the fight is off because you can't see. You know, there's certain things you can't say. And if you do say, it then means a fight cannot take place. And I kind of feel this is one of them, right? If you say, I am experiencing signs of CTE, you cannot fight. You can't fight. Now, I'm not saying you can't fight ever again, but what I'm saying is, if you've got a fight on Friday or Saturday, and the day before, you say, I'm experiencing this, the commission shouldn't let you fight the next day. Shouldn't let you fight, right? You should have to go under a lot of tests, to look into that, right, because anyone then can put out a message and say, um, oh yeah, I lied, I, I misspoke, I lied, because firstly, right, when you, when you look at what he said, and when I say look at what he said, I mean in the, the t- following day tweet, like, I want to retract my comments made about CT as it relates to me and my medical history, right, so, what do you mean? You know, it's like, it's a serious condition that I should not have misspoken about. So are you saying that a doctor never said to you that you've got signs of CTE? Or 
um, what you, you know, what they actually said was blah, 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 and you kind of in your head thought that might mean CT, like, what does that mean, you know, and I think unless you see medical history, you can't take what a fighter says as truth, because they want to fight, how many times have you seen, you know, a fight happen, and someone has said, you know, when, like, you can hear, and especially now with no crowds, right, you can hear when people talk to their corner, and how many times have you heard someone say to the corner, I can't really see out of my eye, and then the doctor comes over and says, oh, how can you um, see, and uh, they're like, yeah, 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 now I can see. I forget who it was, and I think this happened a f- good few years back, right? Where, and a doctor one time came in, and they were talking to someone, and it's like, um, oh, how are you, uh, can you see out your eye? And the corner were tapping the person on the shoulder, right? So... That you mean they they could they would tap how many fingers the doctor was holding up, so then they'd be like um you know if they two fingers they tap twice and be like uh you've got two fingers, you know I mean? and they were doing that which was I mean it's ingenious, but you know what I mean? like it shouldn't happen but you know why it happens so. Yeah, basically you know a fighter will lie to be able to fight, right, and that's why there's a commission, so the commission shouldn't let him fight, they should look into this, right, they should look into it, because it's a serious, it's a serious thing, now, yes, granted, Jake Paul has only had, you know, two, three boxing fights, right, but he was a, I believe he was a wrestler, right, at school, and he may have played football, right, two sports which, you know, you're going to get some head trauma in those, you're going to get some, some trauma in wrestling, because, you know, when you're picking someone up, and you're picking someone up quickly, and changing the direction their body is going in, right, the head will snap, which means the brain from traveling in one direction is now suddenly flipping into another direction. So you have that, right? There is that. Then football, we all know how bad football can be, which is why it's so disgusting, the fact that they don't pay the students. You know what I mean? It's insane. So, even though, yes, he hasn't really boxed, there is still plenty of ways for anyone to get CTE. So, you know, he could definitely have it. So, yeah, I I, I think they, um, you know, if someone voices that they have signs of, you have to take it serious. You have to take it serious. So, um, yeah, that's the thing I, f- I feel is worth talking about, and I'm not sure people are talking about it, right? It's a bit weird.
It's a bit weird. I imagine that no one wants to pull the fight because of the money it's possibly making, but that's not a reason to um to not do it, you know? But yeah. That's just my two cents on the matter, people. So in a move that is surprising, but also makes a lot of sense at the same time, it's been revealed that um, Invicta FC... Yeah, they're now a property of Anthem Sports and Entertainment, right? So the house that Nat built is, uh, yeah, is no more. Well, I mean, obviously, it, it's still a thing, but it means that, um, you know, Nat no longer owns it, essentially. You know, she's, um, yeah, she's now part of the board of Anthem, but... You know, she doesn't kind of, it's not something she can just do whatever she wants with. You know, which, um, ah, man, like, listen, she's saying that it's it's a great deal for the fighters, which is great. It, it sucks for me, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I hate this shit, right? It's irritating and um, I say that because it's now no longer on fight pass right it's now no longer on fight pass it will air on access tv you know which anthem bought off Mark Cuban yeah so yeah god damn it (laughs) uh so yeah like now, Anthem, they've definitely been, you know, looks like they've been, uh, you know, trying to build up their portfolio recently. You know, they started in 2010, right? And um, since since their, uh, you know, insurgents, they've... Um, yeah, they've been do making little moves, right? So they they bought the fight network. So they did that. They then uh, ventured into um uh wrestling. You know, so they were helping finance TNA. Um after which, you know, that changed its name to Impact and um they kind of had a deal with them. You know, they've also, you know, they've got a fantasy sports network, which I'm assuming is e-gaming. I'm assuming it's e-gaming, fantasy sports. I feel that's the same thing. I don't know. I'm not, um, yeah, I'm not in that world, people. But, yeah, they they do that. They've got... um, you know, the largest outdoor television network, right, they own all of that, so there's all of these different components to Anthem, I will kind, I do kind of feel that their, their purchase of Invicta is, 
yeah, possibly one of the biggest assets, right? Because now, Access TV used to air, right, Legacy. I I believe they used to air um, Lions Fights, you know, some other stuff like that, right? I believe CES, Titan, you know, they used to air those. And then, you know, they've always been big with uh, professional wrestling, you know, New Japan and all of that. But they aired it, but they never owned it. So this is a huge situation for them owning a, um, you know, an MMA promotion. And Invicta is a legitimate promotion, right? And you think about the amount of stars from Invicta that are fighting, you know, in the UFC. There's, you know, um, is it uh, Porto, right? Vanessa Porto just fought last weekend in Bellator. So, you know, the, the fighters are going to Bellator, they're going to UFC, Right, and you think about some of the biggest names in female um, MMA, you know, have either started in Invicta or, you know, definitely passed through Invicta, right? So, um, you know, just thinking about that talent, right? So, on this on this week's card, you know, Jessica Penney, she. She was the former atomweight champion in Invicta. You know what I mean? I mean, that just says it, right? Um, Rose Namanunes, she fought in Invicta, right? Megan Anderson, Invicta, right? Justin Keish, I believe, used to fight in Invicta. Amanda Nunes, you know what I mean? She... Fought in Invicta. She was even the matchmaker in Invicta for a while, right? They've had the hugest names, right? Um, Angela Hill. You know what I mean? Like uh, Tisha Torres. So many, so many great fighters have passed through. So, yeah, it's a it's a legitimate and it's a huge organization. So yeah, they have gone to uh, Anthem, right? So um, yeah, Nap. Oh man, you know what she had to say about the situation, right? She said, uh, "This is the first time within Victor that I've had the opportunity to really make a decision based on what I feel is best for the athletes, the sport, and then me." Pretty much in that order, right? I had a moment to weigh all of the options, and there were multiple offers. I had broadcast offers, partnership offers, all kinds of different offers, and I really wanted to make the time to really do the research, to really walk this thing through. Invicta has always been bigger than me, and to have the resources that are available to me now... It's just a game changer for the women, and that's what was important for me. 
So, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting to know, right, what changes here? What are the huge impacts that will help the women? Like, are there other kind of situations, right? The fighters have got opportunities for shows on the network or presenting gigs or you know things like that is there a situation like that because you know I think that's part of the WME situation with UFC and we've seen how fighters are moving into the announced booths and um, that kind of situation right so is that what is happening or will happen even for uh, Invicta I don't know, all I do know is, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to watch the fights in the UK, right, so yeah, this sucks, I mean, being on Fight Fight Pass was huge, because the reach, right, that was the great thing about Fight Pass, and having all these different things on Fight Pass, it just... Yeah, opens them up for other countries around the world. I, I I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know if this deal does that. I mean, it might. It definitely. It's gonna be a good deal. Otherwise, Nat wouldn't have made it. But yeah, how the fuck are we non-Americans gonna be able to watch? That's what I wanna know. But um. Yeah, that's happening now, people. That's happening. And as I said, look, it kind of makes sense because, you know, we're we're mid-April and we haven't had an Invicta card. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, last year we had Invicta cards in, um, you know, I think February, right? So it is, it is surprising we haven't had anything. Now, it does sound like that um, they're going to be doing more Phoenix Rising series, which is good because that was a fun format, you know? That was definitely a fun format. So they're going to be doing stuff with that. Um, no word on when the next card is, just the fact that it's coming soon. Oh, no, actually, we do know. It's May, it's the end of May, the 21st, 21st, which, yeah, it does seem, you know what I mean, that was a long ass wait, right, but, yeah, this is why, you know what I mean, this is why, um, but yeah, it'll be, I mean, she does say that, yeah, that it's going to up the content, right, so, they're going to be producing, I think, think it's 16 cards a year, which that's good, right, that's definitely good, there is talk of possible pay-per-views, which, yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if pay-per-views will work quite yet, but I think it's something you can definitely build towards for sure, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, will they do more kind of, I don't know, fight camp type programming, you know, stuff like that, right, which, 
definitely for people new to the sport can introduce them to the fighters because not everyone like I was watching Invicta way back I remember watching Misha Waterstone win the belt right watching Felicia um, Felice Herring and all of those cats back in the day right when Cyborg was still fighting in Invicta so yeah it's going to be interesting to see you know how this evolves you know what what they add to um you know to the promotion but yeah i look i hope it just goes from strength to strength because invicta's great invicta's great and hopefully they make a deal with like the bbc or um bt you know what i mean something like that because i want to watch the fights people want to watch the goddamn fights but yeah well done invicta Hey, so earlier in the week, right, we had the big news. Jan Blakovic is defending his belt against Glover Teixeira, right, which is um, pretty big stuff. Pretty big stuff. And um, it's also great, right? It's a fight everyone wanted to see. Everyone wanted to see because... You know, Glover is just, he's a dude. Glover is a dude, so the fact that they get to fight, right, at UFC 66, man, that's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's not the only title fight that has now been announced, people. And funny enough, it is the month before and the pay-per-view before. So UFC 266 takes place on the 4th of September. On the 7th of August, we get UFC 265. And on this card, the bantamweight belt is on the line. No, 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 people. <laughs> no, Al Jermaine hasn't announced that's when he will be back. No, 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 no. This is the ladies' bantamweight belt. That's right. Amanda Nunes will be putting the strap on the line against... Ha-ha! That is correct, people. Jessica Penner. You know, the... the sorry, not Jessica. Juliana. Ugh! What is wrong with me? I don't know, people. I don't know. Juliana Penner. She has asked for it numerous times and she is getting that title fight i mean there's not a lot of others <laughs> i mean nudes has pretty much dispatched everyone so yeah it, it it's one of those fights that you can say all right fine let's do it now penna's recent record I mean, it's not the best, right? I wouldn't say her recent record is the best. But she has, you know, in, in the past, right? She's done a lot of work in the past where you you do want to see the fight, right? You can look at it and go, okay. You know what I mean? She, she is legit. Right, she's put runs together, 
right? So, you know, remember, she won season 18 of The Ultimate Fighter, right? She won season 18 of The Ultimate Fighter. She looked very good. And then she came into the UFC, made her debut at uh, Fight Night 63, right? Back in April 2015. Right, so um, yeah, she came in, beat Min- Milana Dudveva, Jessica I, and Kat Zingana. So she won those fights, and it was looking like she could get a title shot, but she lost to Valentina Shevchenko. Lost to Valentina Shevchenko, and by an armbar, which caught everyone by surprise. Right, but uh, yeah, she you know she bounced back, right? So, I mean, after that, she had a baby, but she came back two years later and beat the former flyweight champion, uh, Nico Montana, you know. So, she had that, but then she lost to um, Jermaine Durandame, right? So, that's been the record, right? So, her, her most recent record. Is two for two. But I think when you look at the past credentials. What she has done. And her potential. Because even with those losses. You you, I mean, you, you do look at Penna. And think she has all the abilities to be a champion. You know. So this isn't a fight that you get mad at. Right. You look at this fight and go okay. I mean, I, I, I imagine it was going to happen at some point. So, yeah, why not now, right? Why not now? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that shit going down. Because, um, yeah, as I said, like, who else? You know, Nunes beat um, Jamanda Rendere, beat Holly Holm. Irina Aldana is definitely one of those names that you think, oh, yes, but she lost her last fight to home, right? So she needs another one-two wins, another one-two wins to get back in the mix, right? And then, you know, you've got, like, Aspen Ladd, who is, you know, she's scheduled to fight. And then there's no one else, you know, no one else who's like made a legitimate claim for a fight, you know. So, yeah, I'm I'm down to see what happens here, you know. Definitely down to see what happens, and I think it's gonna be a fun fight. But you know, what I mean, there's always the but. I just. Don't know who beats Nunes. Yeah, don't know who beats Nunes. Nunes is just that good. But yeah, the fight, it will take place. It's going down UFC 265 in August. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a fun fight to, um, to look at. And uh, yeah, it. Hey, 
it's going to have to build up, right? It's definitely going to have to build up because Penner has had a lot to say. <laughs> you know, Clavin Nunes is scared, which is ridiculous. But, you know, claiming she's scared and all of that. So, yeah, I you know, expect some fun in the build-up. And, uh, man, August, and it's April, so... About four months, three and a half months. It's a little while, but shit is going so fast, people. It's going to be on us in the blink of an eye. So, yeah, UFC 265... Bantamweight belt is on the line. So the UFC on ESPN 22 weigh-ins have taken place. And, um, yeah, some shit went down, people. Some shit went down. Now, the thing everyone wants to know is the main event happening. And people, the main event is taking place. Everything is copacetic on that front. Yo, Robert Whitaker, he came in at 185 and a half. And Kelvin Gaskillin, 185. So both, boom, no issues there. So, um, you know, the co-main event. That's good to go as well, right? That's um, Jeremy Stevens making his first appearance at lightweight in, I think it's like nine years, something crazy, right? But him and Drakkar Close both came in at 156 pounds. I think this fight's going to be crazy though, right? Because... Now, they're doing the face-offs, people. Doing the face-offs. And it's a weird one, right? Maybe there was more to it and you had to be there. <laughs> but from the video, right, you see Drakkar Close walking across the stage to the middle, right, to do his face-off. As soon as he gets in, literally, as soon as he gets in the middle, I think it's one, two seconds, and Stevens just pushes him. I mean, just like, pow, pushes him across the stage. And Close is just like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And Stevens is just like, you got in my face. Which is, I mean, wow. (laughs) It's a crazy one. Maybe Stevens, you know, it was the weight cut, right? He's just being a little loopy because it seems like an innocuous situation, right? like, Like there was nothing. There was nothing there. But it just suddenly all flared up. Now... I don't know, right? Maybe there was some shit that was getting said behind um, the scenes. You know, in the fighter hotel. Maybe it was run-ins over breakfast or something. I don't know. But it didn't look like there was enough on the, um, on the stage to warrant that. But shit happened. So, you know... Close is going to want to tear Stevens' head off, 
right? He want to take Stephen's head off. Maybe, right? Maybe it was a plan. Stevens is like, oh, I've noticed when he's angry and comes in, right? He um he lets the defense down, and then I can catch him. You know, because that's what um Bilal did. You know, he caught him as he came in, right? So um, maybe that was, it was all a plan. Who knows? All we know is on Saturday night, oh, <laughs> things are going to be spicy with this one. Things are definitely going to be spicy. So uh, I think the the big thing, though, with um, with this... We had some weight misses. We had some weight misses, people. And um, one of those misses, oh, it, it's not a good look. Not a good look at all. So uh, it was one of the, well, it was a prelim fight that is no longer. So, yeah, we have actually lost the fight, right? So... Jazine Nunes was making her promotional debut. You know, fighting at Welter at Bantamweight, making a debut, so she was all happy. And she was fighting Zara Farim, who, yeah, this is her third UFC fight, and she's coming off two losses. Now, her first fight was against Megan Anderson, and then Felicia Spencer. So, not easy fights for her, for sure. But, two-fight losing streak. I believe this was her last fight on a contract. You know, she had one more fight on a contract. So, she would want to be winning this fight. Well, now the fight's not happening. Because, she weighed in. She weighed in at 147 pounds. 147 pounds She was scheduled For a bantamweight fight It's a bantamweight fight people So she could have weighed 136 But she came in at 147 That is Insane It's insane It makes no sense, it is crazy, it's crazy, you know what I mean, right, so, they'd made it a catchweight fight, right, so, I think there was probably discussions earlier in the day, and it was just like, oh, we, we don't know if she can make 135, can we make it a catchweight, so they made it a catchweight at 139 pounds, she still misses that, right? She still misses that by eight pounds. It's like, what is happening? So there's definitely some sort of weird communication shit because, you know, when you've agreed to a catch weight, you're assuming that the fighter is at that catch weight. But she's not, she wasn't even at that catch weight. So I don't know what they were thinking. 
I have no clue what they were thinking, right? From the, you know, the look of it all, when this fight was announced, you thought, okay, this is a good look, right? Because, yeah, she was getting overpowered, overpowered by Anderson Spencer. So you just kind of figured, all right, I don't think Featherweight is... um. Is her weight class You know, yeah, like, it's obvious that Yeah, bantamweight would be a better situation for her And she might be the bigger fighter You know, on the night So yeah, she could have an advantage Maybe she goes on a run Who knows, right? But she was nowhere close Nowhere close And you don't even I mean, looking When you look at her, she's not Huge, huge Right, she's not huge, huge So it is a bit surprising That Yeah, it was this It's a bit surprising You know, Nunes She came in at 136 So she was good At bantamweight So, yeah, bantamweight She was good at the initial Weight class But the commission yeah, commission was like that. That shit ain't happening, which you can understand. <laughs> I mean, you can understand because she was eight pounds over the uh, the catch weight, right? Which then makes her eleven pounds over the bantam weight. That's not good. It's not good, and it's also not good when that's your last fight on your contract. Yo, you, you're trying to impress You want to um, re-up Right? How is that How is that going to ingratiate you With your bosses? Yo, I, I think it was um, On Chael's podcast Right? A, a, while, a, a month or so ago And he was talking about A Bellator fight Actually, I think it was referring to a fight from... Yes, it must have been from last year, end of last year. And um, a guy took a short-notice fight for Bellator. And he turned up and he was... Yeah, he was vastly over the weight. And, um, you know, it was a short-notice fight. So it's like, you know, it's a tough one. But he, he said that... He was told by someone, I think on the commission, right, that, you know, when he stepped off the scale, the guy was like, listen, here's some advice for you. Don't show up. Next time, don't show up, right? Because if you call in and just say you're injured, you know, injuries, that can happen to anyone, we will rebook a fight. But you come in... Crazily over the weight class It looks unprofessional Right And people are less likely To fuck with you Now that's not verbatim (laughs) That's not verbatim I'm paraphrasing people But yeah that's the thing Because even though it's a short notice fight You have still agreed To fight at a weight class Right? You've still made that agreement. So, you either have to be on that weight 
or it's a point where it's like, oh, it's a few pounds, o- you're a few pounds over, and you know you can make that. You've done it millions of times. It's no problem. So you go do it. So, you know, you kind of think for um, Zara, she she probably should have, when she woke up today, and, um, you know, listen, you wake up, you know, you, you know, you're not on weight, right, you're gonna know, so, she should have, because they're gonna have scales in their rooms, or if not in their room, there's a place they can weigh themselves to see where they're at, so you check the weight, and if you were that crazy, you just say you're real, right, say you're real, don't go way in, because now, I mean, I would not be surprised if she's just cut, wouldn't be surprised if she's cut, and you've got to say it's her own fault, because this isn't even the first time she's missed weight, right, and that's not professional, it's not professional, so yeah, that is... That was one huge situation because we've lost that fight. And, you know, Josine Nunez, she's gonna feel so fucking gutted. You know, from, you know, being able to make your debut, right? You, you, you're gonna be making your debut, right? It's a big thing. Right, just that, oh gosh, I've made it, man, I'm on the big show, I'm going to be fighting, she's, you know, she did what she needed to do, right, she made weight, she made weight, so from that, to them finding out, oh, my opponent missed, my opponent missed by that much, god damn, yeah, not good, not good at all, people, not good at all, but, uh, yeah, another fighter did, unfortunately, miss weight as well, and, uh, it's another lady, it's another lady, I do want to speak to, um, I've been trying to, you know, speak to, uh, uh, one of the female fighters for a while, because, Weight missing within women's MA does seem to be a big thing. And obviously there are there are certain biological issues that make weight cutting complicated. So it would be an interesting conversation to have. But uh yeah, the other fighter that missed was Tracy Cortez. So, Cortez, she's fighting Justin Kitsch. It's a flyweight bout. Now, Kish, she came in 125 and a half, right? So, boom, she's good to go. But remember, you can weigh 126, right? Now, Cortez, she came in at 126 and a half. So, I am surprised... That she didn't go away Try and just cut that extra half You know I don't, I don't know if uh, You know She tried to strip Because Half a pound That is something where it 
could be, you know, depending on what you're wearing, it could be that, maybe. But if she was just in the fight kit, maybe not, right? But you do kind of figure, like, that is half a pound. You could probably go in a sauna. Go in a sauna, sweat that out, right? But um, no, she decided not to. Um, the fight is going to go on. So, you know, that's good. And it's half a pound. So, there, you know, there was never really a fear that the commission would uh, throw that one. But she does forfeit 20% of her purse. Does forfeit 20% of her purse. And it also means there's no bonus, right? She's illegible for performance of the night or a fight of the night. Which, um, yeah, that sucks, right? But, um, yeah, those are the two weight infringements on the night. Luckily, everyone else was good. So, yeah, that's, that is a relief, at least, people. Um, you know, we've got, a, we've got a couple of heavyweight clashes on the card, right? So, um, Alexander Romanov is fighting at Juan Espanino. Um, Espanino, he came in at 257. Romanov, he came in at 264. So, yeah, pretty much similar to the usual weights right there. And the other bout is Chase Sturman, who weighed 251, against the late replacement, Andre Oloski, who's 250 and a half. So, yeah, that that's good. Right, both made weight. Again, both, you know, Oloski's never huge. So, uh, yeah, that's not really surprising. Um, Yeah, June, Jessica Penne, she's um, making her comeback, you know, after being out for a long last time due to injury and other shit. She weighed in at um, 116. So did... Uh, Lapita Godinez. So yeah, that's all good. Yeah, everything is um great. Also Dakota Bush, he's a late replacement. Um you know, fighting Austin Hubbard. And um yeah, Bush 155 and a half, Hubbard 156. So, people, we lost one, but everything else is still a go. So, yeah, looking forward to this, to these fights Saturday night, people. So, yes, let's fucking go. Okay, people, so, as we reach the end of another episode, there have been fights announced, people. You know what I mean? The, uh... You know what I mean? Nunes Pena isn't the only big fight coming. So, first of all, over in Bellator. On, um, well, in May at Bellator 258, Michael Venom Page will be fighting Derek Anderson. 
So, um, as you probably know, that fight was originally meant to happen a while ago, but uh, yeah, now it has been rebooked. Then, um, in uh, guess a couple months later, right? I don't know, at Bellator 260. Douglas Lima will be putting his welterweight belt on the line as he fights Yazalov Amazov. So, uh, yes, how that will be uh, taking place, people. Um, then over in the UFC, so on the 22nd of May. Right, so um, Nicholas Mata unfortunately is injured and won't be able to fight Damir Hadzovic, but no fears because Yancy Madeiras is stepping in. Uh, on the 5th of June, we get to see Tom Breeze against Antonio Arroyo, that's a good fight. Also on the 5th of June, Santiago Ponzanibio is fighting Miguel Beza. Oh, that's very good. And we know Ponzanibio, he wants to, uh, yeah, he, he, he wants to come back big. You know what I mean? Uh, so then, on the 24th of July, we've got Trevon Jones against Tony Ellie. So yeah, some good fights people But it's all about the action later tonight Bellator 257 and LFA 104 And then tomorrow UFC on ESPN 22 Whitaker v Gastelin So we should have all the action to recap on Monday, people. So enjoy your weekend, and we will see you on Monday. And um, go back over it. All right, peace.